Alrighty. Coffee's just about run through. Is that the show? I just made a mess. Oh well. We'll clean that up later. Okay. in three two one good morning everybody welcome today is wednesday it's december 10th right 2020 my name is jeremy and this is my first cup of coffee that's very warm and apparently there's a spot i burned on my mouth when with pizza <laughs> Frank says, just when I thought my day couldn't get any better, that wonderful Jeremy shows up. Well, it's a very early day, Frank, so I, I, I hope it's already going well. You know, I, I, there are people out there who start their day unhappy and sad and scared, and, and I feel sorry for them. I do. I do. Um, you know, there are plenty of ways that the, that the day can beat you down. But if you don't get to feel like you hit the reset button while you sleep, then that, that sucks. And I've been there, and it, you know, I'm speaking from experience. Uh, apparently, I let my tablet... Oh, it's the ninth. Whoops. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, apparently, I didn't charge my tablet last night, and it's, uh, it's shutting off right now. So we're going to let that juice up a little bit. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to have it for, for reading comments. Otherwise, we'll... We'll do it another way. Options. There are options. I'll grab, grab my laptop or something. Uh, yesterday was a good day. Andrew and I recorded a couple really good podcast episodes. Uh, and then in the afternoon, I recorded another podcast episode. Had a few meetings. Both the cat and I. Good morning, Stacy. Both the cat and I had acupuncture yesterday. Not from the same practitioner. And we have solved, it's not fixed yet, but we have solved the problem with the martial arts radio website. So uh, my expectation is that we will have new episodes up uh, on the website by the end of the weekend. Uh, I'm really happy about that. I worked late to get it done, to, to get a couple things lined up with that, figure out a couple pieces. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm pumped. The problem was, I wasn't able to get into the back end of the website. And finally, somebody on the team was able to fix that. And once I got in, uh, there was a bunch of stuff that was broken. And once I unbrokened, broke? Once I unbroke it, um, realized that the theme that we had that we had launched with that website hasn't changed since we launched in early 2015 the company that made it went out of business i couldn't get the theme again files were broken and so we have no choice but to kind of rebuild it so that really bums me out but it's an opportunity to make it better and so that's what we'll do and so now working with member oh my neck oh good 
working with the team to to get some things cleaned up, and we will have at it. Uh, what else happened yesterday? I didn't, other than going to acupuncture, I didn't leave the house. I thought about going to the gym, and I said, you know what? I just want a quiet night at home. Watch some TV, some movies. Realized I hadn't eaten hardly anything all day, so I had a pizza. Like a whole pizza. A whole you know, Costco pizza, but it's still. It's not too often. I, I track my calories. Um, or I should say, I typically track my calories. I did not around Thanksgiving because I knew it was going to stress me out. Um, so, as a. Uh, as I got to the end of the day and realized I'd eaten like 500 calories, I said, oh, I haven't had pizza in a while. I could eat this whole pizza and it would still be okay. So I put some stuff on it to make it, make it a little more, uh, I don't want to say make the pizza healthier because it didn't, but to add some healthier things to the pizza, some sardines and some other stuff. Mackerel, actually. Mackerel has lower fat, so that's what I, I tend to eat for small fish. What's going on today? Um, more working on the book. Uh, chapter six through chapter six went up on Patreon yesterday. So if you're in that $25 tier, you get access to it. Just chipping away. Three chapters left. Chapter seven, eight, nine. And I did a little bit on chapter seven yesterday. And just gonna work on that this morning. I've got some time. I'll probably put in a good hour on that. And it's coming along. It's coming along. It's, uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday, talking with a friend. And what I'm finding interesting about this book is the some of the characters, because they're based on real people, I'm working some stuff out. Some of these people have passed away that I'm basing these characters on. And I'm finding that some of the dialogue, some of the way that they're interacting, it's uh, it's almost an escape for me. And so that's been really interesting. I, I, I had no idea that was going to happen. Did not expect that. Uh, yeah. Anything else? It's going to be a busy day, but a good day. You know, lots of stuff to do. It's always enough work. Oh, one thing I'll call attention to. I, I posted it on the website, on the whistlekick.com website, Monday. Called attention to it Monday. Looking for a director of apparel. Looking for someone who understands design, is good with graphics, uh, wants to get involved with Whistlekick. You know, I, I don't think legally I can say they have to be a martial artist, but I can't imagine someone not being a martial artist wanting to do this. Uh, and it's a pure profit-sharing position, as everything else at Whistlekick is. If you know somebody or are somebody who wants to get involved with that, let me know. Shoot me a message. Uh, check out the full description at whistlekick.com in the job section. I think it's under About. Yeah, because I am not the best person to be running the apparel. I 
time to get some help on that front. Still dark. Snow on the ground. 20-something degrees outside. It is amazing how quickly as the angle of the Earth changes, right? Because I'm assuming this is common knowledge. Andrew says there's no snow there. Well, you're a couple hours south, my friend. Uh, as you know, the Earth rotates, right, and it spins, but it also tips, right, and that's what creates the seasons. And it blows my mind that we can have 90 degree weather into late August, even early September. And here we are, October, November, December. Three months later, we can have 80 degrees less, 90 degrees less. You know, it's, it doesn't happen often, but we can get down into the single digits or even zero in December. Yeah, nature's crazy. Coffee's delicious. Oh, I am so crunchy. <laughs> Andrew said the sun is hot. Uh, I've read something, I, I caught some, <laughs> he threw up an emoji of a sun. Uh, I caught something on, on Monday as I was looking through the news because Google News knows to show me weird things. And China has what they're claiming to be a small scale but still functional fusion reactor. And I guess they're like $22 billion deep into it. But the temperature in there gets up to, it's something like 15, well, I don't know what they mean with this, but basically it gets hotter than the sun. I don't know how you contain that, but apparently they have a way. And if they can actually solve fusion power, that'd be amazing. Fusion power would basically give us limitless power. Or so we understand now. There's no such thing as free energy. So there'd be some consequence somewhere, but is it a consequence that matters? I don't know. If energy becomes free, or... Andrew says it's China, so it must be true. If energy becomes free, or, or much less expensive than it even is now, Forget about political and, and corporate backlash and, and, and anything that might happen with that. But can you imagine? It, so many things would get less expensive. Our biggest concern would no longer be money. As a society, would become time. If we could actually have, if, if you take a look at how energy progress has, has happened over the course of human history, it's, as energy has become more abundant and cheaper, it has led to pretty much all the developments that we have. So, that would be awesome. Fingers crossed. All right, uh, my phone's right there. Let's see if the tablet has charged up enough that I can turn it on. It is plugged in. Uh, I think, what, what else can I tell you for a couple minutes while that's going on? Um, my hip flexors are still sore from the Superfoot training this weekend. Apparently I haven't been kicking even as much as I thought I had. 
You know, here's something I've been thinking about. I have been thinking about what it would look like if I started teaching martial arts. And not so much thinking about the logistics of when or where, but what. What would I teach? And I went through this very rough, it was, it was in between things, and just thinking, what, what would I teach? What would it look like? And I realized it would be a really simple curriculum. One of the things I dislike about the way martial arts is taught in a lot of schools is that there's so many techniques that it becomes really hard to understand them and to, to work with them because inevitably you end up with techniques that don't work or don't connect. Up to 4% will be all right. And so my plan would be, my curriculum would be very simple. And it would be based around understanding how the body moves and how your opponent's body moves and developing techniques and strategies and forms and combinations that allow you to work through that. It'd be a lot of slow movement, a lot of free form movement. Is this going to happen? I have no idea. Probably not. Could it? Sure. Why not? Who knows? Do I have time to work on this right now? No, not even close. Not even a little. But it's fun to think about. I think it's a great mental exercise. I think it's, it's a valuable tool for any martial artist. If you were to develop your own curriculum, your own style, system, whatever you want to call it, what would it look like? What would be in it? Who would it be for? How would you teach it? I think it says a lot about you. I think you can, you can learn a lot from that. All right, what do we got here to talk about today? We got some stuff from Stacy, and we got some stuff from, maybe we don't. I got the same notifications from YouTube that I did yesterday. Well, I'm pretty sure I saw Frank message me. So let's see what's in there. Maybe that's a Thursday episode, says Andrew. That we could tackle that. That you know what? Feel free to put that on the list if you want to talk about that. We could do that. Oh, I also had a thought yesterday. We should find a way to do some Q&A episodes. Shorter shorter blocks instead of turning in the whole thing into a, a question. Here we go. Here's stuff from Frank. So if anybody else left comments, YouTube's not showing them to me. My apologies. Oh, no, they were already, they are already. I'm being silly. Because it's more Bruce Lee quotes, I didn't realize. It's not showing them. Here we go. Okay. 
Four quotes from Bruce Lee coming in from Frank. Thank you, Frank. And remember, anybody can post stuff. We're already 16 minutes in. Wow. You must accept the fact that there is no help but self-help. I cannot tell you how to gain freedom since freedom exists within you. Dennis Leary does a great bit. No, George Carlin does a great bit, sorry, on help and self-help. And he talks about the self, self-help books and, and this self-help era that, I mean, we're, we're past that now. That was kind of the, I would say that's more 80s. He said, if you did it yourself, yourself, you didn't need help. And of course, it's George Carlin, so it's much funnier than when I say it. George Carlin was brilliant. He was a great guy. In fact, over there, I have a poster. My mother gave this to me. And it's, uh, what's the title? An incomplete word, incomplete list of dirty words 2553 filthy words and phrases and it's you know think of like a body part and then it's all the words that he collected that people use to describe that body part or certain acts or certain types of people um and it's just it's it's a large poster and it's very small print <laughs> it's written on my wall one of my favorite things that my mother ever gave me. In order to, to be helpful to yourself or to anybody, you really need to have enough confidence to, to believe that, hey, this is a thing I can do. If you want to progress in martial arts, if you want to help yourself, you have to believe you can do it, right? You have to have that confidence. You have to have that sense that there is a... a version of you in the future that is different and in this case better in that way if you're not willing to wrap your mind around that if you can't conceive of that it can't happen so what's the first thing you've got to do to make progress you have to believe you can make progress you have to trust that that can happen sometimes it's easier to trust your instructor with that good morning Nathan trust it False teachers of the way of life use flowery words. Well, that's, that kind of hurts. Sometimes, sometimes I use, like to use big words. Not all the time. But I think I know what he means. If, if you truly understand something, if, if, you, if you get it, if you get it to its core level, like really deeply, you can break it down. You can explain it in a simpler way and even multiple ways. Have you ever trained with or maybe even been, because I certainly have been, a martial arts instructor who can't explain concepts in more than one way? Why do we do this or how does this work? Well, because of this. I don't get it. I don't know what to tell you. That's not someone who truly understands it. And that's okay, right? It's the idea that a martial arts instructor has all the answers is silly. You know, that's, that comes out of movies. But that's not how it goes. So it's important to understand, you know, what, whatever the thing is, whether it's martial arts or not, if, the better you understand it. And for me, that comes from relating it to other things, relating it to concepts. And 
making notes and um, unpacking the philosophical concepts or the physiological concepts behind some of the things that we do. That's where my understanding comes from. My entire understanding of the world comes from a few really basic principles. I've shared some of them on here. You can't out-science nature. That, that's one of them. Um, others I, I don't have as, as cute of a, a phrase to describe, but they have to do with, with systems, complex versus simple systems, and, and how they relate to nature, and um, things like that. You know, at some point there's a... Who knows when and if I'll even publish it, but there's... There's a, uh, uh, there's a philosophy book in my future. For those of you that don't know, I was a, uh, I was a double major in college, but one of them was philosophy. I, I enjoy discussion. I enjoy thought. I enjoy looking at concepts behind things. Frank's saying, I wonder how he is defining flowery in his case. And, and my guess is, given the time that he would have written this, is that he was railing against people who would describe things with a lot of big words unnecessarily. Because there are people out there who will use big words to confuse you or to make themselves seem smarter than they actually are. If I, here's a great example. If a, if a bird flies by, Oh, look, a bird, or oh, a blue jay. That's fine. But what if I say, oh, look, a, and then I throw out the scientific name of that bird. I'm referring to the exact same thing. I'm communicating the same thing, but I'm using language that is more complex than it needs to be. That's what I think he's talking about. What would my goal be in using those, in, in using the scientific name? I would want you to know that I know the scientific name of a blue jay because I want you to think well of me. Where does that come from? A deficiency of ego. Right. Way back I used to work at Staples and I worked with a guy who would, when a customer came in, would not use acronyms. What is this called? It's a USB plug, right? Like, this is a, a, a lightning cable. But if we say, what's this end? USB plug. USB connector. Universal serial bus. Customers' eyes would just glaze over. Like, uh, I, I need a plug for my phone, a cable for my phone or my printer. Do you need a parallel cable or a universal serial bus cable? And they would just look at him like, what is going on here? And then, if they used the term USB, or he had to, he would get all resentful about it. He didn't have much going on in his life. He wanted people to think more highly of him than they would otherwise for those of us who were working at Staples. And that's not me trashing anybody who worked at Staples. I did it for a couple of years. I built my IT consultancy based on my time at Staples. I used it as a Lego. Your state of mind is everything. Yes. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. 
it, everything starts from your mental state. If you're in a bad mood all the time, nobody wants to be around you. It's hard to progress in life without relationships. Ah, Andrew also worked at Staples. That's funny. Uh, I was there, let's see, I, I worked at Staples in Auburn, Massachusetts from uh, probably January to May of 2001. And then I worked at Staples in Berlin, Vermont from June until June of 2001 until December of 2002. Trying to remember what store number it was. 14 something. I think Auburn was like 287. I have weird numbers in my head. I still know my Blockbuster member ID because I worked at Blockbuster for six months. 952074729. That doesn't need to be there. That could go anytime. I would be thrilled. Anyway. If it all starts from your mental state, your attitude, your confidence, shouldn't we spend more time thinking about that, working on that, developing strategies and skills around that? As martial artists, so much of what we do is mental, right? We know that. Most black belt tests involve a strong mental component. Are you able to overcome this very difficult thing that normally people would say, I'm not going through with this. But what we don't do a lot as martial artists and in martial arts schools is incrementally improve that mental state. As I, I learned what martial arts looked like at other schools, I learned how fortunate I was that in my original school, we spent a lot of time with meditation and um, holding stances for a long time, which that, that one happens fairly often in karate schools. But just chipping away at this mental side of things. And honestly, now when I approach other things, I think back, if I was able to do that, if I was able to achieve that black belt and push through the things that I pushed through at 16 years old, I can do this. This is a cakewalk. I can do anything. I truly believe that. Might take time, might not be able to do it right now, but I have the capacity to achieve anything I want. I know that. And that's why I haven't given up on Whistle Kick. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, uh, the, the How I Built This podcast. And if you're at all involved in business and you're not checking out this podcast, you should. And there was an episode with, uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but it was the guy who started Kodiak Cakes, the, the protein, high protein pancake mix. You may or may not be familiar with it. But he, he talked about like all the things that didn't work and all the times he almost give up, gave up and all the times he probably should have given up and didn't and he started getting broken up and crying on the episode and I was crying along with him because I identified with what he was saying so much been working on whistle kick for a long time and I will continue working on whistle kick because because it's going to work I have every confidence that it's going to work the fact that there are people sitting up live right now, having a cup of coffee or maybe tea with me early in the morning to start their day as a group of martial artists tells me, we're doing something right. The three most difficult things in life are, one, to keep a secret, 
to forget an injury, to make good use of leisure. Mm. Keeping secrets is hard. Again, if you have a deficiency of ego, because we want people to think highly of us. So to say, I have information that you do not have, most people want to know that information. We, we tend to gravitate towards learning and unknow, knowing things about, especially about the people around us. If you're confident in who you are, you don't need to share secrets. Stacy says, it's tea for me. And that's why I said tea. I, had a, I was pretty sure you were a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. And she says, you are certainly doing things right. Well, thank you. And I appreciate your help along with those, as, as those things go. I know plenty of secrets. I've had people have shared horrendous secrets with me, uh, terrible things that have happened in their lives. Um, people have shared secrets with me that of, of felonies they've committed. And I won't share any more details than that. Sometimes they were under the influence of alcohol when they told me these things. They're not my story to tell. I've got my own story to tell. I don't need to tell somebody else's story. And because someone may watch this and assume the worst, do I know terrible things that should be reported to authorities? No, no, these are these, nothing I know involves someone doing anything that I would actually term as, as immoral or wrong. So story doesn't need to be told. If somebody did something that, you know, needed to get reported, yes, I, I would. To forget an injury. One of the things that we're, we're blown way past 30 minutes on this one. This is a good episode. One of the things that we're coming to learn, if you, if you know what fascia is within the body, is that emotion is stored in fascia. And fascia will bind up and get um, develop. I, I guess essentially it's, it's scarring at an injury site and lock in emotion. So if you hurt yourself, and you are embarrassed at that time, it can be really hard to get past that injury because you've locked some emotion into the physical fiber around where that is. And there are, are therapies that involve releasing that scarring, that physical scarring and emotion coming out. You talk to uh, anyone who's been doing massage for a long time and they will tell you that there are people that sometimes they go deep on them and they hit a spot and that person starts laughing or crying. And for people who might be watching this or listening to this thinking, Jeremy, you're crazy, that doesn't happen. It absolutely does. There is science that backs this up. We are starting to understand this. And this is why, and I don't know that we knew this back when Bruce Lee said this, but this is why it can be so hard to forget an injury because we have committed emotional resources to holding on to it. If you, and so let me say one more thing. If you have an injury, if you have some kind of, let's say you have like a bad knee and you go to martial arts class and that bad knee is on your mind, it's holding you back from your training. There's there, I, I would guarantee it, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally. And so finding some kind of therapy that will help you progress with that knee, or at the very least, release the emotion from it. 
would not be a bad thing for you to explore. And then finally, our last segment of this last quote, to make good use of leisure. Well, if you're a martial artist, you already do that, right? To, to learn things, to find joy in things, to not just simply sit in front of the TV and zone out, to not just fill your time until the next day, to take a look at your day and say, look at all these wonderful things I've done. Yeah, work, work's in there. Yeah, maybe training's in there, but what else? Instead of spending 15 minutes microwaving a meal, what about spending an hour cooking a, a really nice meal that makes you feel good about yourself, that you enjoy preparing and eating? One of the best things I ever did was putting a small TV in the kitchen. Because now, yeah, I, I can have that on the, in the background, but I can really feel present and enjoy making a meal. All right, this might be the longest episode we've ever done. So I'm going to go. If you want to leave questions or comments or feedback or anything, drop it in the comment section below and I will read it tomorrow. Once in a while, YouTube does something screwy and doesn't show me, show them to me. Sorry. If you want to be sure I get them or maybe you listen in audio form, you can always email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. Now, if you appreciate what we do here at Whistlekick and we do, we do a lot. I did some math the other day. We're doing something like eight hours of original content every week. Is that right? No. Eh, five, six, two and a half here. Another one and a half to two. Yeah, so there's four uh, plus other things. So four to five hours of content. We're giving you like 20 hours of content plus every month. If that means something to you, if you find value in that, maybe you'll help us out. You can go to whistlekick.com, make a purchase, use the code FIRSTCUP15, gets you 15% off. We're adding new stuff all the time. Or you could support the Patreon and get even more content. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash whistlekick. I mentioned the book. Basically, if you're in that $25 a month tier, you're getting everything. You're getting books. You're getting programs. As we roll out new stuff, you get all of it. And then you get all the other additional content that we post on Patreon. Uh, if you go up into the $50 and the $100 a month tiers, you get direct access with me. Do you want me to train you? Do you want to have phone calls with me? Like that, that's what we're doing in those tiers. So um, shout out to everybody who supports the Patreon and shout out to everybody who supports us at all in any way because those aren't the only two ways. Those are just the ones that help offset the cost of the show. So, thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.